Coaches, welcome. This is Kevin Furtado of the Championship Vision Podcast. Welcome to episode 106. Today we have Sam Hale. Sam Hale is a certified mental game coach and licensed human resource professional with more than three decades of experience coaching and counseling employees, managers, and executives in corporate America. Sam has also spent the last 20 plus years in a variety of coaching roles in youth sports as his four kids explored the athletic universe by playing a multitude of sports. He and his wife, Kristen, started Launch Peak Performance when they noticed a lack of resources for athletes that were either struggling with a mental aspect of their game or were seeking to get a competitive edge over their competition, both of which they experienced with their own son as he navigated middle school, high school, and AAU basketball on his way to earning a scholarship to play collegiately. As a certified mental game coach, Sam helps athletes build and maintain their confidence while improving focus during competition, negate the negative of self-talk that many athletes experience, and establish goals that enable them to achieve success within their given sport. Sam has worked with a variety of athletes from middle school to college, and the success Sam has provided his athletes has garnered accolades from athletes, coaches, and parents alike. Mental game coaching can be done in person or through video conference online. With no office visit necessary, Launch currently serves athletes in multiple states. Launch Peak Performance can be found on Facebook, Launch Peak Performance Oklahoma, and Twitter at Launch Oklahoma. Okay. And their website is launchpeakperformanceok.com. Launch focuses on individual athletes by providing mental game coaching and neural feedback services. And Launch can custom design half-day or full-day seminars for your teams. Contact Launch Peak Performance at 918-578-9990 or visit their website to schedule your first mental game coaching session. Today is really exciting. <clears throat> that is, uh, <clears throat> all my podcasts have been mostly with coaches and uh, excellent coaches. And today we have kind of kind of changing the landscape a little bit. We're kind of going with um, a gentleman who's really working on the mental side of performance training. I mean, how can you get your athletes to play better? And I'm really going to pick his brain on how can I get my athletes to think think confidently, think positive, and really perform at their best under pressure. So I'm really excited to uh, get to know Sam, and also he's going to share with us some great advice on how we can improve our mental game. Sam, welcome.
Hello, Sam. Hey, Kevin. How are you? Good. Good. Good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, man, I really appreciate you coming on uh, later in the evening to uh, help coaches like myself. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, no worries. It works out for me as well. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to visit with you a little bit. Yeah, I'm really excited about this opportunity uh, for this reason. Uh, I interview, I do this for, um, I, I just, you know, love different, hearing people's different opinions on coaching and how we can get better as coaches because I'm all about that. And I love your mental approach to uh, helping athletes and also helping coaches how we teach it. So thanks again for coming on. Yeah, you bet. Glad to do it. Hey, give me a brief resume of your background and career on that. I've heard a couple of podcasts that you've done, and I love to have you share like how you got to this point in your career and uh, what you are currently doing. Sure. So I've spent the greater part of three decades in corporate America, uh, various levels of human resources. So I've got a lot of coaching and, 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 and counseling and facilitating experience in my background. But a couple of years ago, my oldest son, he's a basketball player, and we were watching him and, and he's, 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 He's a pretty decent player. I'll, 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 I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll admit. Uh, and uh, he's just started struggling. He had a great sophomore year, and then his junior junior year, he struggled a little bit. And um, it wasn't anything, um, you know, that he needed, you know, necessarily therapy for. Was it any? It wasn't a depression or anything like that. But what it was was just just the pressure of performing, just the pressure of being the go-to get person on his particular team, um, and just how to deal with that that pressure, that stress. And so we looked all over to try and find somebody. My wife and I did to help him work through those issues. And and it was luckily through uh, some 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 uh, some referrals that we had, we were able to find some uh, mental game coaching uh, information that we were able to help him with. And so we were helping him build up his confidence level, helping him with the negative self-talk that all athletes go through and giving him some tools and strategies that, to help overcome that. And uh, I'm proud to say that uh, he was he ended up with a great season and uh, has gotten a couple of different college uh, scholarship opportunities to uh, to play basketball at the next level. So for us, it was it was a huge success, a huge win uh, for us personally. But what we realized was that there's just this huge need, this huge um, opportunity for athletes, and whether you're an elite level athlete or 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 not, but just to have somebody to go to and talk to and work through some of these issues, uh, we could not find anybody. We're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We could not find anybody in our immediate area to do this. So I found uh, Dr. Patrick Cohn in his program of mental game coaching and uh, went through his certification process and program. And uh, my wife and I started Launch Peak Performance. And what we do is we provide mental game coaching and neurofeedback to uh, athletes at the middle school, high school and collegiate level to help them overcome either a get get overcome those setbacks with those mental roadblocks sometimes that, that appear when we're playing or if they just want to get better and be better than their competition, giving them those tools and strategies to, to perform at their peak performance. Yeah. And that's, I tell you, I'm listening to you. I'm going, I have players that fit that, that description. So I'm really going to pick your brain. I think we all do. Um, and I, I'm going to talk to you a little bit later about that, but 
tell me what you're doing with your company right now. You now you work with, you just don't work with athletes. You work with businesses and so forth as well, or just give me a little more description of what you're doing. Sure. Yeah, we have that capability. We can do executive coaching uh, because the, the, a lot of the tools and strategies are the same uh, for executives that we do for our athletes. Um, but here recently, we've focused primarily on athletes, um, trying to, um, uh, you know, grow our network, grow our, 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 our company based upon helping those, those athletes reach their peak performance levels. But we do offer um, team training, corporate training, and again, executive Executive coaching is very similar with, with the mental game coaching uh, skills and strategies that we offer as well. Yes, and I have a lot of coaches uh, just like myself. Who are, I mean, right now, as you know, Sam, we're right in the middle of the season. Matter of fact, we're on a Christmas break right now. I, I'm supposed to be relaxing right now. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. No such thing, my friend. Yeah, do coaches – now, I, I know this sounds maybe off the topic, but I think coaches need as much mental training or more as the players do. Am I off? No, you're you're spot on, Kevin. R- really, um, in 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 you know in in today's society, anything you see, anytime you see the word mental, a lot of times there's negative negative connotation to go with that. And in you know, 2019 was has been a huge year and kind of moving forward that a little bit. But but no, absolutely. I think coaches can can learn how to deal with particular players on your team. You know, when I was growing up, you treated everybody the same. Uh, and and you know, you yelled at everybody, you screamed at everybody, you, you encouraged <laughs> right. everybody, but everybody was treated the same. And what we're finding is that these kids are different. And depending upon the makeup of your, of your team, depending upon some of the backgrounds that, that these kids have, some of the, 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 the baggage that they carry with them, um, you know, you can yell at one kid and they'll, you know, they'll run through a wall for you. You yell at another kid and they'll completely shut down and, and you may or may not ever get them back. So knowing and understanding, A, how to treat your athletes, uh, how to talk to your athletes, how to motivate your athletes uh, is huge in this day and age for, for, for team sports. Yeah, I think that's really undervalued and undertaught. I think a lot of coaches, uh, and I, I make the same mistakes, because um, I'll give you an example. I have one really great player. Matter of fact, she's already being looked at in a lot of schools and I can tell recently she's really feeling the pressure, almost mm-hmm. like your son, and that is she has to perform right at, at, at a high level every game. And of course, you know she gets double teamed. Everybody knows she's a great player. I mean, I mean the other night she had twenty one seven and five, which is a pretty good for a girl at, at the high school level. And everybody good for for anybody. Yeah, she was you know they go and she was upset because oh man I had a bad game. It's like. No, no, these other teams are defending you better. And, and what the great thing is, is our team has good balance now. But it's like, what, you know, give me some, give me some, give me some guidelines on how we can take a, you know, one of your best players and kind of release the pressure from. Well, a lot of it is just is, is just talking to them and getting to know them. Make sure that they know that you are a safe person that they can talk to and, and, and can vent with. Um, a lot of times coaches, uh, they keep that, that coach-athlete relationship uh, so, so strict and so proper, so um, 
Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? So uh, formal that a lot of times these kids can't really break down and tell you exactly what's going through their mind. Or the, you know, they're afraid of what, what, what may happen to them. There may be repercussions. Oh, the coach may think that I'm, I'm weak. And so now I don't want to go to him or her and talk to them about you know, my problems because I'm seen as weak. Um, so, so just being there, being an outlet, being a, a trusted resource for, for, for those young athletes, I think is, is huge. Um, and, and this is something that, that we've seen with, with some of our, our coaches that, that we have, but you can push them, uh, and pushing them is good, but you got to love them as hard as you push them, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, you can't just be a yeller and a screamer and expect them to perform for you, you know, day in and day out, day out. Um, but you know, um, pr- push them, get what you need, but make sure you, you give back in return. Uh, and, and what that looks like is different for each coach, obviously, but, um, you know, just being there for them. And, and, and a lot of times, and this is in the business world, you end up spending, 80% of the time with, with, with your worst performers um, and only 20% of the time with your best performers. And I see a lot of that in, 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 um, in athletes and team sports as well, where we're spending so much time correcting and, and micromanaging those athletes that aren't, aren't the elite players that, that sometimes those elite players get left out. And um, so, you know, just keeping in mind, um, the balance of the team, keeping in mind uh, and getting to know those athletes and realizing that, yeah, they may have that swagger in the hallways between classes and before games and after games, but that stress, that, that, that pressure that's on them to perform, especially for, for college if they're scouts, especially for parents uh, in this day and age of social media, um, there's just a lot, a lot of, of, of spotlights on these kids. Yeah, and I, I really want to want to want you to give me. I know you will. You you're going to give me some great strategies we can use for kids for practice and and game strategies. I, I don't think we do enough of that. I think we game plan the physical part, but we don't game plan enough mental. Am I am I off on that? Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. I think you're you're spot on again. Um, again, a lot of times coaches don't understand and realize the the value that the mental side of the game can really have. Uh, not only um, on your own team, but in competition as well. Yeah, for sure. And I, I want to go back. I know you said you were a youth coach, and I, I, I run all my camps. I do all that, and I, I see a lot of issues starting with young athletes at a very young age. I see the approach on winning at all costs at, at the youth level. Now, and I think that's a major problem. Don't you think we should start training our kids? properly at the youth level before they get to high school. Absolutely. Uh, and again, I think I mentioned I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma and in Tulsa, you know, we're not in Texas, but football is king around here. And, uh, one thing that I'll point back to is some of the elite football programs, high school football programs we have in this area. What you see is that the, uh, the, the plays, the mentality, the structure, the nomenclature, the coaching t- style and technique that starts at the at the elementary school level, so that uh, every year these 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 young athletes are are learning the system, so that when they get to high school, they know the system. Sure, they know the nomenclature, they know the the, the plays. Uh, so it's not it's not new for them, so to speak. It's something that they've been brought up with and raised throughout their 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 entire football career. And um, you know, the the sooner you can. 
um, get in with the, with those young athletes, you know, in the elementary school levels, if you can, that's when you really, uh, you know, my opinion is at that early age, what you want to instill is a love for the game. You know, you don't want to burn them out so early that they, they hate it in high school and don't want to play for you anymore, but instill a, 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 a love for the game and, and, you know, each year get them more and more exposed to, to the to to the program that you're going to have with them in high school. And I think what you'll see is a lot of success going forward with with your programs. Yes, I, I'm totally. Um, I don't I don't see it a lot outside when I when I watch a lot of rec programs and so forth. And I do think that's a major concern, uh, but you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of trained coaches at the, no. at the rec department. So. Uh, I think that's something that we have to look at as a society and so forth to really, really counter that with training for rec departments that will help also the high school programs as well. No, I agree wholeheartedly. And and you see a lot of that in AAU basketball as well. I mean, yes. I spent I spent the last three or four summers constantly on the road and you can see the programs where where the coaches are are vested into the program, invested into their kids. And then you also see the programs where the coaches are there to add another scholarship offer to their to, to their own resume in order then to recruit more kids to come into their program. So definitely at the rec league and the AAU level. Um, you know, I think a lot of coaches are doing their kids disservice for not, not a, not giving them the right or, or the, uh, the realistic view of, of their skills. But a lot of times the coaches are in it for the wrong reason. I think they're in it for themselves and not necessarily for the kids. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What do we need to do to get more coaches on board with your training system on uh, uh, just on the, the mental side, what can we do to improve on that? And what are you doing, Sam, to get more involved with coaches and really try to train them the right way? Sure. Well, something that, that uh, we're launching, no pun intended, but we're launching with our, we have a new website coming out here in a few days. And, and with that, uh, we have a whole dynamic for, for team training. Um, my wife was a coach, a drill team coach for, for years. She still uh, uh, does quite a bit of, of teaching of coaches in the summer months uh, for how to deal with uh, you know, teenage angst and how to, uh, how to um, you know, help with, um, Oh, with uh, with the high school level of um, of, um, of social media issues that, that take place. But uh, on our website, we do offer team building and te- team concepts where we can come in and help not only the teams themselves, the athletes, but also coaches on specific topics, uh, you know, social approval, um, confidence building, things of that issue so they can then in turn train their own coaching staff and or their own their own kids to see that them reach their peak level performance. Yes, and I want to give you some examples of, because uh, I've been doing this a long time, I'm going to give you some examples of different types of kids that I've worked with and I want you to give me some specific techniques that not only me, but other coaches can utilize. Can you do that for me? Sure. Yeah, you bet, Kevin. I have a player who has talent, but really second guesses him or herself all the time. Like every missed shot. Oh man. Like that. And, you know, we're, you know, we're constantly trying to get her to, you know, next play. 
Um, what do you recommend for a kid that's almost um, almost too hard on herself? Well, um, so three things come to mind based upon that that specific example. One is to instill them a trust in their own skills. And we do that a couple of different ways. One is by having them build and create a, a confidence resume. So uh, one of the parts of pieces of the confidence resume is have them list out all the things that they've done in their sports. So let's talk to say basketball, all the, the accomplishments they've done throughout their entire life in basketball. And so, you know, this can be, you know, for some kids, a couple of pages long, depending upon how long they've played. But once they write it down and realize, oh, you know, I do belong here. You know, it's not luck that I'm on this team. Um, I have skills. Look at what I've done throughout my entire basketball career. Um, so we're instilling them a trust in their skill sets and ability and trying to boost up their confidence level. Um, and then we also identify uh, on, on, on the same side is what are those things that really hurt or kill your confidence? We call those confidence killers. So again, write out a list of things that really hurt your confidence. Maybe it's mom yelling in the stands. Uh, maybe it's coach yelling at me. Maybe it's if I miss a shot, coach is going to sit me. Uh, so identify all these things that are confidence killers for, for these athletes. And then with those confidence killers, we then provide rebuttals. We identify, okay, here's, here's what hurts your confidence. When this happens, this is what you need to think about, and this is how you move forward. Um, with that other, with that example you gave is, is coping with mistakes. A lot of our athletes, they dwell, they make a bad shot and they dwell on it for the next 10 or 15 seconds, right. which could be six points, nine points, depending upon, you know, did, did they get back on defense or not? Or are they still thinking about the missed shot? So we give them some, some skills and techniques about how to, once, once that play is done, move on, go forward. Uh, don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on past mistakes. Um, and so we help them. We sit down with our with our athletes. We have a, a an individualized assessment that we work on them with, and we develop process goals. Okay, and so we develop in you know three to five to ten process goals for these kids, for them to focus on. But that's what we want you to think about. Don't worry about expectations. Don't worry about having to make 10 points every game because that's going to hurt your confidence if you don't make it. Instead, develop a process goals, just small obtainable goals that they can do every single time. Um, always look for the good shot. Um, always block out. So instead of putting a number of you know, 10 points and, and six rebounds, instead I'm thinking about look for the good shot and look for the rebound. And so what you'll see is over the course of a game or even a season, the, having those little baby, baby goals uh, will have them accomplish their overall goals that they want for the, for, for the season. Yeah, I love the process goals on that. And I think even as us coaches, I think we get uh, result-oriented, right, Sam? I mean, right. it's, so, yeah. it's so easy. We get tired. We get frustrated, you know, particularly after, like, after a loss. Hey, give us coaches some examples on what we can do as coaches after a tough loss. I have my own things that I like to do. I want to know if I'm, a, if I'm on track, Sam, or you can, or you can critique me pretty harshly. <laughs> um, but I seem to be a better coach after a loss than I'm after a win. I know it sounds crazy, um, but give me some examples of how we can be better after losses. And right, Sam, it's tough after wins too, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's tough after win, wins and losses. A lot of times uh, the losses seem to be more emotional. 
a lot of times they seem to be more emotionally draining. Um, you know, the advice that we give our coaches af- after a loss is keep it short, keep it sweet. Um, right. uh, because really you need to reflect, they need to reflect. And, and most athletes, especially if they're top tier athletes, they're going to beat themselves up much worse than you could ever do as, as a coach. Um, so keep it short, keep it sweet. And then, you know, the next day at practice, then that's when you can reevaluate. That's when you can identify here's what worked and here's what didn't work. Um, what I find that the best coaches do is that they take ownership themselves. If, if, if it was a bad play, they own it. Um, if there was a, a dumb timeout or I should have called a timeout, they own that. And I think showing to your athletes that, Hey, I'm a coach and I'm human too. Um, helps them identify when they are trying to be perfect in every, in, in every aspect of their game, that it's okay to make mistakes and, and being a, 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 you know, being a coach, you make mistakes. That's, that's, that's normal. That's the, you know, we all do it. We do it every day. Uh, but letting them know that, yeah, um, you know, even coaches make mistakes too. And I, and I own that. Um, I think that goes a long way in helping, um, helping get the team ready for, for the next game. Yeah, I love that advice. Um, and I, I think I can, I, I can take some little bit of credit for that as I, even after the, we had a tough loss the other night and, um, and I definitely showed on the video, I actually had a bad matchup with, with their best player. I had the wrong player on their best player and then we couldn't foul at the end and so forth. And I admitted it. I said, that was my fault. And then they seemed to really in tune and listen to me more. They were saying, okay. That's what I, that's the feeling that I got. And then I actually asked them questions. I said, Hey, what do you think about the game? I actually kept quiet. No, I think that's great. Especially again, it depends upon team dynamics, but if you've got a couple of, of, you know, pretty strong leaders on your team, on your squad, uh, that is a powerful message in a powerful way to be able to get that feedback from the team. Um, and, and you ending up still getting the, the, the results and the information you want to get processed out to them. Uh, but sometimes it's, uh, sometimes they take it a little bit better when it comes from a peer than if they do, they take it from a coach. Yeah, that's a great point. And that we're trying to get our team to that point. You can get a team who is trying to build leaders. Um, and particularly on a girls team, sometimes that's hard for them. What are some advice you can give some of the better players on how to become leaders more on the team and kind of step out of your own comfort zone? Yeah, you know, that's that that's hard. Uh, if, if, if I could bottle that and sell that, boy, we'd, we'd both be happy, wouldn't we? That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I think for, from a coach's standpoint is is in a lot of times as coaches, we we see who, who those leaders are. Maybe they don't see them themselves. Um, and a lot of times just giving them the, the, uh, uh, the opportunity, give them the challenge, give them an assignment, uh, maybe even, you know, uh, preseason time, you know, task them with, with, um, um, doing something as simple as putting together a, a team outing, task them with something with, um, giving, um, feedback to some of the players, have them watch, uh, one of the practices and have them give feedback to, to, to some of the players. Um, I, a lot of times, especially for those leaders who don't know that they're leaders or aren't leaders yet, giving them that avenue, that stage to be able to, to um, uh, share and, and, and get from you some of the knowledge 
because maybe they think they know it, but they're, they're too afraid to voice it. But if you're there to kind of help them and, and prod them and encourage them, a lot of times they'll come out of their shells that way. Yes. And it takes time, doesn't it? I mean, we it all think, I mean, I just don't think we spend enough time as coaches building leaders uh, and we don't spend enough time building strong mental athletes. I mean, that's why we need guys like you, Sam. So, I mean, um, you should have a strong business by now because we all need you. <laughs> well, you know, what, what, one of the examples we give is all the time you'll see coaches show proper defensive technique. You'll, you'll have coaches give proper shooting technique. But oftentimes you'll hear a coach say, you need to play with more confidence. But they right. don't show them how to do that. They don't teach them how to do that. So to your point, if we could train our coaches so that they had that that additional information, and a lot of times it's it's just reading. You know, there there are all kinds of books and all kinds of material out there to how to how to uh, you know grow and, and build confidence in, in in your kids. But just that little extra effort can go a long way. Giving them a process goal or or give them a focus goal so that they know what that looks like when you when you mean play with more confidence or play more aggressively um uh, or, or or play with a better basketball iq what, what what whatever it is but being able to demonstrate to those athletes sets them and gives them kind of the uh, the score sheet of what they need to do in order to continue to it's positive reinforcement uh it's what we all uh, strive for is positive reinforcement and so just a little bit of that does go a long way yeah and don't don't you think we all kind of have emotions get in the way don't they Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, for, for coaches, especially, you know, this is your livelihood. A lot of times this is your job. Um, you may be a teacher on the side or vice versa, but um, it's hard to take the emotions out of it. Uh, so absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you recommend for us coaches then? Because uh, um, <clears throat> I know you're probably going to charge me a consultant fee, I- I'm sure. Uh, but uh, uh, so, you know, just for this advice, but how can you help? Um, how can you help us coach? Give us, you know, a couple pieces of advice where you can help us coaches kind of uh, communicate better with our athletes. And you probably um, already said it. But I'm- yeah, just, uh, you know, um, be available. Uh, love on them as, 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 as much as you are hard on them. Um, I think that will that that's huge. Um, you, that'll pay out huge dividends for you in in the long run. Um, if you're just a, a, a taker of of energy, just a taker of of um, of their confidence, uh, at some point that's going to run dry. So the more that you can pour into them as much as much as you take out, I think the the better um, results that you'll see long term. Um, and then. Don't be afraid to, to, to talk to your talk to your athletes, if, especially if you have um, athletes who are going through a, a, a you know a dry spell or going through a, um, you know a, a slump of some sort. Don't be afraid to talk to them and and, and you know try and get involved. And, and sometimes it means bringing their parents in, and, and that's okay as well. Um, but uh, knowing that that you care and knowing that that they have somebody they can go to for for any reason whatsoever. Um, instills trust and confidence in you as, as a coach. And I think that will pay you dividends for you down the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely inclined to agree with you there. I, I don't think uh, my assistant coach and I, we, we, um, we try to have, you know, meetings throughout the year, but I don't think we have enough of them. And I think most coaches don't, because I think we, 
we kind of shy away from those those possible conflicts, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And 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 ultimately what my experience has been is that when you shy away from the conflicts, it, it just festers and it ends up getting worse. Whereas if you can address it head on up front, um, it tends to work out much better in the long run for everybody. It may be, uh, it may be a bad day that day, right. but uh, the next day, the next week makes it much better. <laughs> and those are life skills, right? We all need Absolutely. those. We all need Absolutely. those. <laughs> hey, give me some stories, Sam, on what you're doing with certain athletes. I think I, I, think I um, listened to one of the podcasts where you – helped a golfer out and, and you, you, I know you're helping a lot of athletes. Give me your examples on how you're transforming these athletes. Sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll use the golfer example. So I, I had a golfer come to me. He had some, some issues with, with, uh, kind of his emotional control. Um, he was always, um, always uh, uh, thinking about that shot that he missed, that, that three putt that he did, you know, how he hit it 10 yards off to the left and it should have been down the fairway. So he was always uh, dealing with, with, with the emotional control uh, and, and just the frustration and not really believing and trusting in, in his own skill sets. So we were able to work with him for about, about six weeks, about eight weeks. And um, I got a call from his mom saying that they went to a tournament. They actually made it to nationals, which is fantastic in Phoenix, Arizona. Sure. And that uh, she had uh, multiple parents and coaches come up to her saying, what, you know, what's different? He is so much more calm. He's no longer getting frustrated on the course. He's not throwing his clubs. He's not acting like he's going to break a club when, when something doesn't go right. Uh, he's just a different kid. And, and, and she said, it's because of the mental game coaching. It's because of the, of this, of the strategies and the tools that we were able to impart to him that he's able to utilize whenever he's on the course. And, uh, that that athlete has done a, a tremendous job uh, in golf. Again, he made nationals uh, as, as a junior, and so we're super excited to work with him in the spring again once golf season comes back around. Um, I had another athlete I'm working with. Uh, he's a middle schooler who played football, and um, at least again, I told you around here, football is king. And they had 22 kids playing wide receiver, and it was a rotation system where they kind of substituted themselves in and out. And uh, at the very beginning, we sat down and developed process goals. You know, what do you want to achieve this year in football? And we identified those three or four goals for him. And he achieved every single one of them, uh, had scored and ended up starting by, by the end of the season. Uh, and again, a lot of it is just building up their confidence, giving them um, the, the belief that they can do that. A, they belong. Cause that's a big thing, especially with these, you know, um, middle school kids, the social aspect is just so unnerving for them. A lot of times it just completely erodes their confidence. So just giving them the confidence boost that yes, you do belong, uh, enabled him to get a, a starting position on, on the football team. And, uh, he ended up with a great season. Um, just, a, a, a new one. I've just started working with, a with a young man in uh, South Carolina. And, and that's a great thing that what, even though I'm based in Tulsa, most of what we do, we can do, uh, v through uh, video conferencing. So I have athletes from across the country that I'm working with and, um, and, uh, he's a basketball player and, uh, just really started the game. He, he, he has the, bas the basketball body. He grew, but he's never really played the game. So giving him just some fundamentals of, of confidence and, and how to improve his own skill sets, his, his own trust and his own abilities to enable him to, uh, to not only make the JV squad, but hopefully make varsity squad here 
in the next few weeks. So um, it's been great. We've seen a lot of success and we're so proud of the athletes that we have. Um, I've got a couple of college athletes we're working with now and seeing some improvement on them as well. So it's just, it's fun to be able to, to know that uh, we're helping these athletes achieve ultimately what they want in their, in their athletic career. And uh, being a part of that, that's the rewarding part of being a coach. And that's why we do what, what we do here at Launch Peak Performance. Give me, give me a specific, I know those are great examples. Give me a specific technique you use with them that may, maybe that can help, you know, me out as a coach uh, with one of my athletes. Can you do, I know you mentioned process goals. Give, give me something specific you did with one of those athletes that can help us. Uh, so, um, so one of the, uh, so my conversation today with my, my kid up in South Carolina was, was about concentration. And so what we had identified already were, were process goals for him. So he's got three or four goals that, that really we want him to keep in his mind, um, uh, throughout not only practice, but also throughout, throughout competition. What we don't want is the negative self-talk, right? What we don't want is the distractions. Ooh, look at the ref's shoes. Or ooh, look at the cheerleader. Or ooh, look at grandma yelling. What we want them to do is, is completely keep their mind busy with the process goals. And his process goals off the top of my head are, are two good quality shots, um, three assists, and um, looking to pass the ball. So that's what we want his mind filled with. We're all human, so at some point, grandma's going to yell, cheerleader's going to scream, uh, referee's going to click his shoes. Something's going to be a distraction to him. So he's going to lose focus and not be in those process goals. So, and then what we teach them is what we call plan B, which is the three R's. And so the three R's are to recognize whenever you've lost focus and are no longer in the now, playing in the now, regroup. And for some sports, it's, you know, golf, for example, you have four or five minutes to regroup from shot to shot. In basketball, you've got to regroup in a matter of milliseconds, right? And then to refocus. So recognize, regroup, refocus, the three R's. So plan A is keep your process goals front and center. That's what's in your mind. No room for negative self-talk, no room for distractions. But if something sneaks in there, then here are the three R's. Recognize it, regroup, and refocus. Um, so I spent a session this afternoon talking with my, uh, my kid up in South Carolina about how that would help him maintain concentration during a game. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, I'm thinking, Sam, we could do that as coaches. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, I, I, that's, I, I th but I think it sounds like us coaches, number one, we need more training, but we also, uh, our athletes need a sounding board. Is this a time problem with many of your coaching athletes where coaches don't have the time? In my opinion, yes, especially at the, at the high school level, I would say that. Now, a lot of colleges, uh, you'll find that they have mental game coaches on staff now. Right, sure. Uh, so they have now, you know, when you have a college with, you know, 15 different sports, you can have one or two people doing that, and that helps. But, um, you know, how many kids do you have? 15, 12, 15 kids on your team? Yes, yes. Uh, being able to devote, you know, an extra hour to each individual kid every single week is probably not realistic for you or yeah. your assistant coach. So a lot of times it is just time constraints that keep us from, 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 from being able to uh, enact some of these, what I would even think are, are, are common sense skill sets to our athletes. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Time is money. I, I tell you, it's tough. Uh, but I think we can do condensed versions, though, and particularly in preseason, 
I think it's very important, but I think it's more important like now in season when they really need it. Cause that's when you already know your team and everybody has faced adversity. That's true. And in a lot of the, uh, the, um, the time I spend with my athletes, uh, most times I give them for homework, I give them a, a workbook to complete. And part of that workbook is, okay, here are the, here's the new skill or here's the new tool that we learned this week. How did I implement that in my practice? How did I implement that in my, in my competition? And so when you're in season, it's much easier to, to be able to transcribe those, those, those new skills and tools when you can utilize them every single day. You know, I've tried going to the gym one or tw- once or twice to get a six-pack abs, and it doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, mental game coaching is the same way. It's not a you can't take a pill and you're fixed. You can't go one or two times and then all of a sudden you have all this this infinite, infinite amount of knowledge. It's you have to practice it. You have to put it into your into your routine, both your daily practice routine and then your daily and or weekly competition routine until it becomes second nature to you. Uh, so again, it's not a, it's not a magic cure all. It's not something that that's, you, you can fix in a two week or three week time span, but it's something you just have to, uh, much like you would practicing a new skill or a new shot. It's a new technique that you have to continue to develop over a period of time. Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And, and my last question, Sam, is we all as coaches, we all have playbooks, offense, defense, special teams, all that kind of stuff. But we really need not only a mental, but a leadership system part of that, right? And what do you recommend for us coaches? Is there a particular people, including yourself, that how can we put together a solid mental training, mental game coach system for our programs? Sure. You know, uh, it'd be real simple to, you know, you, you can Google mental game coach and, and any of us who are, who are doing it professionally, you know, we can sell you a product or sell you, uh, you know, a set of skills or, or techniques that, that, that you could implement and utilize with your own team. Or you could bring us in and help us, you know, with your team one-on-one develop some of those things. But a lot of times, to, to your point, Kevin, a lot of it, I don't want to say it's common sense, but if you stop and think about it, a lot of it's already out there. Uh, so, you, you know, um, uh, you know, there are, in, I'm trying to think of a book off the top of my head. Uh, the flow is an example, mm-hmm. uh, is the name of a book that's out there. Um, and it's all about how to get, how to reach as an athlete, um, you know, to get into the zone, to reach your flow, uh, whenever you're competing. And a lot of these techniques that we utilize with our athletes, um, are, were born from those, those books and magazines that came out um, from the, the Ken Revezas of the world and the Dr. Patrick Cones of the world um, who've been doing this for years and years and years. Yeah, I think, I think the much level and pro level, I think, I think every, every organization has them. I really think it's more important actually at the youth level. I think there needs to be training done there too. I think that's totally neglected. Uh, but, and I know you're probably on track to kind of getting that started. I'm sure in Oklahoma there. Yes, we're working on it. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, my, my last, my, I already have my last question, but this is going to be overtime question for you, Sam. Um, okay. I'll, time and a half, my friend. I got you. Hey, <laughs> what is one last piece of advice you can give a player who's just in a mental slump? Nothing's working. My shot's not going in. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just not in a groove, not in a flow. Like you said, what is a piece of advice you can give that player? Like right now, mid season. 
and I would tell my own kid this, keep shooting, trust in your skills. Um, don't put, don't think too much about it. Uh, don't overdo it. Don't push it. Cause that's what my kid tended to do is that when, uh, when he was going through these slumps, he would start pushing the, pushing it and, and put, um, putting in too much effort and energy into, into his shot. Rely on your muscle memory. You've been doing this. How many hundreds of hours have you been taking uh, practice, uh, you know, over the last years, uh, trust in your muscle memory, let it happen. Don't be tense, play loose and play your game. That's all you can do is play your game. Yeah. I love that advice on that. And of course all the coaches say, you know, you got to try so hard. It's like, no, no, you probably have to try less. Probably, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, but that, that's hard to say. It's hard to tell your athletes that. <laughs> it is, it is, but it can be some of the best advice and hopefully it'll take relieve some of the pressure that they're putting on themselves. If they can just play loose and play their game. Uh, because it will fall. It will come. Absolutely. Sam, man, this has been a joy, man, talking to you. And you're going to have a lot of people contacting you. What's the best way that our listeners can get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach us by telephone, 918-578-9990. And we're just about ready to launch our new website. It will be launchpeakperformance.com. Launchpeakperformance.com. Oh, that's great. On this perfect timing, man. Look at that. Your new website coming out, man. Dude, uh, you yeah, it is. Oh. We're ready to rock and roll, Kevin. We are ready. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much, man. Enjoy. Uh, and now, of course, I'm going to the Oklahoma LSU game out here in Atlanta, man. I know you're pulling for the Sooners. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a native Texan. Once a Texan, always a Texan. <laughs> but I will have to root for for Oklahoma this year. So yeah, we'll uh, go Sooners. Nah, no doubt. Because I, I went to the University of Georgia, so I'll, I'm I'm going for Oklahoma too. So. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, my friend. Thank you for uh, helping us coaches out. You bet, Kevin. Appreciate you all right. and all your listeners, and uh, have a, a blessed 2020. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Ball is ticked, there you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining moment Huddle is the preferred video and analytics platform for over 6 million users and 150,000 teams worldwide. Huddle offers a complete performance platform, including the most powerful and flexible tools for video analysis with online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analysts, and more. For more information on Huddle, check out hudl.com or at Huddle on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, this is Sean Glaze of Great Results Team Building, and you're improving your team culture by listening to Coach Kevin Furtado and the Championship Vision Podcast.